Hi, my name is Daniel Simo, and this is 14 Days, a project where I create a short audio story every day somewhere on the road from Melbourne to Sydney. Today is day three. Okay, so I have a confession to make. I'm just not a very good tourist. I'm not much of a temple guy, and I don't like taking selfies and putting them on Instagram. And ancient ruins usually leave me a little cold. You know how Larry David had a credo when making Seinfeld? No hugging, no learning. Well, I used to have a similar rule when traveling. No fireworks, no waterfalls. See, I had this theory that once you've witnessed a big fireworks display or seen a truly large waterfall, everything else will pale in comparison. Is that a bit cynical? Maybe, but what can you do? And that logic means that I feel a bit weird passing through these little country towns. By definition, almost everything is a miniature version of something you'd get in a city. So, mini fireworks, mini waterfalls. I mean, why am I coming all this way just to sit in a pub eating a chicken parma when I can do that in Brunswick and I won't have to go home by 8 o'clock? So I'll be the first to admit that I don't get small country towns. And that's on me. So I've been asking people who live in these places what made them stay here or what made them move here or what made them come back. And what I've found is that there isn't one common story. Walt, for example, moved around a lot as a kid. He enlisted in the military and fought in Vietnam, then came back to Australia and worked every kind of job imaginable. He worked in construction, he worked in explosives, he worked in real estate. At one point, he was living in Melbourne, working three jobs. I was taxi driving, uh, worked in a pub and... Um, Work for real estate agents doing maintenance work. One day, when uh, someone from the real estate agency asked him to mow a lawn in the rain, he decided he'd had enough. So I said to my wife one day, I've had enough. Uh, threw my golf club in the bag and left. I went to Lithgow and I sent her a photograph of a house I bought in Lithgow and uh, went back to Melbourne and sold their house. Then there's Carly, who moved from Yay to Melbourne to study sound engineering, but then moved back because she wanted her daughter to experience the simplicity of country life. I like it being small. I like it being quiet. I like not having to fight for a park to get a loaf of bread at the supermarket. I like hearing birds and, and stuff like that instead of cars and trucks and what I was experiencing in Melbourne when I lived there. Her co-worker, the community house, moved from one small town, Yakandanda, to another when she got married and her husband found a job in Ye. And now she wouldn't want to live anywhere else. I love Ye. Yeah, so I had all my kids here. And when you have kids, you meet a lot of people because you do kinder and primary school and high school. And you meet everybody and then you don't really want to leave. Yeah, I love Ye. And Jeff, who was a Baptist minister from Melbourne who liked singing songs and writing poems, and he discovered that he enjoyed the captive audience he would get in rural churches, where his parodies of Banjo Patterson poems might go down a treat. And the homestead lawn grows weedy, for the farmer has no time to talk, he has no time to mow. And I somehow rather fancy I'd like to change with Clancy, go and live in that great city where the commuters come and go, while he faced the lonely backbreak of the rural people's heartache. 
but I doubt he'd suit the country. Clancy, Melbourne, GPO. The one thing all of them did seem to have in common is the idea that it wasn't the town itself that was important, but living in that town, the daily pace of life, and the people in the community that you know and see every day. And that's part of the problem for me. How can I really appreciate these towns if I'm just passing by? If I don't get to experience that daily living? But here's the thing I found. Making this series, knowing that I'm creating audio, makes me really sit up and listen. And by listening, I think I can get a little closer to understanding. That's the beauty of sound. You learn different things than what you can learn visually. At the end of the day, in Yakandanda, I decided to Google the closest waterfall and take my recorder there. Just as I imagined, Indigo Falls are not much to look at. But when you listen, it's a different story. Here is what Niagara Falls a big, majestic waterfall sounds like. Just a blob of shapeless white noise. Meanwhile, here is the sound of Little Indigo Falls, 6.2 kilometers from Yakandanda. I know which one I'd rather listen to. 